The movement has started, the future is near New league, new teams, a new story starts here Where a nation began, with big nose, no bounds Where hot will be hotter, time to turn up this sound Where glamour meets grit, where empires are grown Where great things launch, and the game returns home Eight hungry cities, one less of the same We're doing it different, reimagining the game This is Dallas, Tampa, St. Louis, NYC It's Seattle, Houston, LA, and DC It's happening, get ready, time to scream, time to yell This is Football Reborn, this is The Other League Podcast What's up fam? It's our first episode of Audio Tickle Butt. It's the other Ooh. league. That's, that's, <laughs> Audio Tickle Butt's where it's at. Podcast sounds so professional and sounds so like intimidating. Audio Tickle Butt, I feel more comfortable. It, it just tickles. It just it just gets the the juices flowing. It does for your ear. It holes. does. It's it's an audio hand job practically. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've already ruined this podcast. It's no, the it's other just... league. It's an XFL podcast because guess what? We are excited. About the XFL. Yes. Super. By the way, this is Danny. You can follow me on Twitter at Captain XFL. The X stands for extremely, F stands for fucking luscious. Extremely fucking luscious. I love it. XFL, Captain XFL. We, we went through three different Twitter handles for you this week. It's been beautiful. So well, like, I'm, very, I'm very Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez-ish, <laughs> so I have multiple personalities. Oh, no. So, Documentary's been but, fucking us up. But I'm not going to murder anybody. No. He's not, Unless he's not you're a McRib, that. and then you're practically out and Lloyd. You're done. But that's yeah. only seasonal, so it's okay. Yeah, so. Danny, Danny's actually like like one of the coolest, most most laid-back, sweetest guys we know. Big, big teddy bear, but when he gets time to pounce, you know, he's going to pounce on it like uh, like the uh, the old-timey XFL deciding who gets the ball first. I'm vicious and delicious. just depends on what day it is. That's it. And I'm, uh, I'm Garage Guy Chase. Um, I'm uh, super excited to be co-hosting this pod with uh, our audio tickle butt. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Super excited about it. Um, I, uh, I host the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Podcast, and, uh, and now – uh, NFL season's over, and I'm like, shit, XFL's here. It's 2020. We've we've gotten here. Like it, it feels like yesterday we were just getting the announcement video of yep. Vince McMahon looking like he was just being held together by like one Botox injection, and then he just you know magically spoke the words, and now yes. it's 2020 already. So maybe he put us in a time capsule because I feel like it was. Have you ever seen Vince McMahon without a shirt on? I have not. It's well, that sounded really gay, but it's very, <laughs> it's very intimidating. He's ripped. He's like seventy three years old, and he's freaking ripped. Do you think that he probably has like like prosthetics? I I don't know. I just know that he is a I need massive. To see a picture of this. He's massive human being, and I've met him before, and I've met him like three times, and he scares the hell out of me every time I meet him. He does seem like an intimidating motherfucker, but yeah. I mean, what better fitting of a person to be like the basically the owner and the founder of a league that is also intimidating and just fiery. True. I mean, if you ever listen to the story of Vince McMahon, it's, it's fascinating. Like, this may go off topic, but back in the 80s, there was 26 different wrestling promotions in the United States. And Vince decided he was going to reimagine wrestling. He bought his dad's company, which was called the WWWF Worldwide Wrestling Federation. And... He decided that he wanted to be national. Instead of just being in New York and Pennsylvania, he took over the whole world. And WWE 
um, did not really exist until Vincent Mann had the balls to go into places like New Orleans to Cowboy Bill Watts and say, either sell me your company or I'm going to bankrupt you. Holy shit. That's a true story. And so this dude's savage. So that's why I think if anybody's going to take over, and not really take over, but if anybody's going to give the NFL a challenge, it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, and there, there's so many things that you can look back on too. Like, because when when it first started out, it's just like I don't know. I just I don't think that the world was ready for something like that. But I mean, apparently it was just a lot of negatives that happened leading up to when the league first started out. It was marketed like wrestling, which I personally love. Like I remember when I was a kid seeing all of the uh, the advertisements on TV, the wrecking ball, you know, big big women with the big jugs hanging out. Like it was just it was everything that it, it could have ever been. But it's like the football aspect of it was a little bit more loose than it was the drama and everything else around it. So with them going into this new league now, with them having like, you know, Oliver Luck pretty much being the president, rock and roll in this thing, it's, it's got to have a little bit more structure. And I think that with that structure, in time, you could get back a little bit of that element. But like you were saying, uh, we, we were discussing earlier, you know, they've already pretty much got three years of funding. Mm-hmm. So we know that it's it's set in stone. We're at least going to have three years of the XFL. Yeah, which is and, and that's and that's the difference between. I mean, everyone is, I think, a little apprehensive because the AAF was a complete trash failure. <laughs> AAF stands for an absolute failure, and um, the owner of the AAF is one of my best friends. So I'm not going to talk too bad about him. But they couldn't even make it to week one. Like, they bounced their checks week one, and Vince already has it funded for three years without making a single profit. So that that should give you a little more stability if you're kind of on the fence or whether you want to be an XFL fan or not. That should give you a little more stability. The second thing is if you ever – if you read about Vince McMahon on your own and just find out this dude, he, he loves three things. Um, he loves himself. He loves money. And he loves power. So the fact that the XFL failed in 2001 is the greatest thing for XFL 2020 because I don't think Vince will allow it to fail again. No, and if if he's going to come back <clears throat> in the capacity that he's come back in and with the, everything now with the way it is with the internet, with Twitter, Instagram, like they have a great marketing uh strategy basically playing out right now on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. You got groups, you got people talking about it. People are excited about it and they've already got the teams, the branding's done. And you know, that's nothing that we can go into kind of talking about some of these teams and, and where they're located. But before we do that, just kind of looking at, at the show itself, you know, we're we're gonna be dropping weekly episodes for you guys and we wanna just pretty much be your inside source of information for what's happening in the XFL all the hot takes you can handle with what's happening. We're going to be watching these games. I'm sure that there's a, a lot more that's going to transpire from it. So it's going to be something you're definitely going to want to go ahead and subscribe to and then tell your friends and then tell their friends and then have their people get with our people and then our people will get back with their people and then we'll all just become one circle of people and you'll just all that be listening deep to the the other league xfl podcast that's so right that was that's, that's a good plan i like is, that plan it's, it's the only plan there are no plan b's here that's right so <clears throat> so let's let's talk about this danny so i know you know your shit when it comes to the xfl and i've been researching and studying and learning getting myself ready because everyone that listens to the garage guys fantasy sports podcast knows that i am a fantasy football nut 
I love fantasy football. Just love fantasy sports in general. And I made a I made a good bit of money this year off your podcast. Yes. So thank you for that, Drew. You're very welcome. If you're listening, <laughs> thank you. Drew Drew will be very glad to hear that. Drew because Drew, Drew's a Danny boy. I'm a Danny boy, and now I'm doing a podcast with the Danny boy. True. So it's it's pretty epic shit. But, uh, but, you know, hopefully we're going to see some good fantasy stuff come with DraftKings and, and FanDuel. And when that time comes, that's when I'm going to be able to really throw some shit at you guys because I'm going to be putting 110% in to get you guys rock and rolling that side of it. But uh, some of these teams that we're going to be looking forward to, we got the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Dallas Renegades, Houston Roughnecks, Los Angeles Wildcats, New York Guardians, Seattle Dragons, Tampa Bay Vipers, D.C. Defenders, Los Angeles Extreme. No, that's Los Angeles Extreme was 2001. Oh, that's old days. Yeah, so, so, they, yeah, so yeah. we stopped there. Yeah. Okay. That's smart because the XFL really targeted bigger markets as opposed to the AAF had a team in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, they had a team in San Antonio, Texas. They had a team in Memphis, Birmingham. I mean, so the XFL really targeted the major cities. And St. Louis. St. Louis on a major city. Louis. Yeah. It's good they went to St. Louis, though, because like yeah, since the Rams ball. left yeah. and went to L.A., they, all they have really is what the Cardinals and then the Blues for the hockey fans. Yeah. So they need some football. There. Yeah. And St. Louis is a great place. It's a great town. It's a football town. So I'm happy they got a team. Unfortunately, as I will talk about later, I don't think your team would be that good. Sorry, St. Louis. You know what could have made it better, though? The, the the best coach possible from to go to St. Louis that oh. should have been in St. Louis. Jeff Fisher, hundred percent, all the way. Yeah, we need Jeff Fisher back in St. Yes. Louis. Yes, Je- Je- listen, Jeff Fisher makes me want to be a better man. I like Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I like Jeff Fisher a lot. He, he, I mean, he mustaches are becoming more acceptable now. He was doing mustaches. Back when they were not socially acceptable, right? That was. I mean, I still catch a lot of a lot of flack and a lot of heat for having my stash. I don't let that stop me because I look at Jeff Fisher and he never let it stop him. Yeah, exactly. So. And he had a mustache and he was seven and nine for his entire career. So that's just balls, right there. Exactly, nothing right. but balls. He probably yeah. had a mustache on his balls. You have a, you're a little successful, so you can pull off a mustache. Imagine <laughs> him. I mean, he. Not a lot of I don't know. I feel like if he would have like wore like water goggles all the time with the mustache, it would have like even upped his game. He might have went like you know like like I don't know eight and eight could have happened. It could have happened. If you ever get a chance, do you, if you have Amazon Prime, you got to watch All or Nothing with the Los Angeles Rams. It's an entire season of Jeff Fisher and Greg Williams. Sounds beautiful. Cuz I love Greg Williams and his yeah. and his antics with showing his whole entire defense videos of cheetahs attacking these helpless animals to get them prepared. Nothing like a good bounty gate with your breakfast in the morning. Right. So, I mean, All or Nothing consists of when the Rams fell, this was his last season. He was fired on that show. It goes to the whole thing. It consists of him blaming everyone for their failures, but if they have any success, he thinks he's God's gift to football. It's amazing. It's how I would model my life. Blame others and accept all responsibility for success. So Danny's take, Battlehawks, not good. Jeff Fisher bringing him in could change that forever completely. So take heed to that advice. But, but the Battle Hawks, let me tell you about the Battle Hawks. You're a tight end guy. All right. You yes, love you love tight ends. Guy. If you like tight ends and fullbacks, the St. Louis Battle Hawks will be your team. Jonathan Hayes is the head coach. Okay. His his son, Jackson Hayes, is the rookie center for the New Orleans Pelicans. So Jack uh Jonathan Hayes was a tight end coach for like eighteen years at one team, Cincinnati Bengals. Um so Traverse, I, new team. 
yeah, I see. Yeah, Joe Burrow's new team. That's unfortunate, but he, I think they're going to utilize tight ends. I think they'll. Here's my prediction on the record: There's ten games in an XFL season. My prediction is the St. Louis BattleHawks. And if you're listening from St. Louis, I just want to apologize beforehand that your team is terrible. <laughs> but you're going to go one and nine this year. Now this team, may, this team may shock the world, Chase. They may shock the world and go. Two and eight, but that's it. That's two and one, eight. One, <laughs> one or nine or two and eight. Best case scenario, if Jesus Christ came down, took over the quarterback position, they may go three and seven. Okay, so, so this is this is big news right here because I know that we have uh, we have a, some Twitter a Twitter follower. We are St. Louis, the official battle cry of the Lou official. Oh, there there'll be some cries in St. Louis, no doubt. Yeah, I definitely. So sorry to you guys at we we're St. Louis. Um, you're you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer, according to Dane. Dane knows his shit. But listen, it's not your fault, St. Louis. It's not your fault. So don't take it personal. It's just that I everything I've seen out of Jonathan Hayes, he has the personality of a Subway Diet Coke drink. <laughs> it's so, always flat. Yeah, always <laughs> always flat and always a letdown. But I think Jonathan Hayes is a good coach, a good tight end coach. I just don't see – but, hey, one good thing about St. Louis, they have the most Twitter followers out of any XFL team. They beating, do. Beating Los Angeles. They do, just because, like, to them, this is an NFL team coming to town. Yeah. But eventually it won't even matter because the XFL will probably, like, be right there or surpass right. the NFL. I mean, so this will still be happy. And the good thing about St. Louis, you're, you're prepared for failure. You did yes. have Jeff Fisher there. You've had Mike Martz there. You've had different people there. So this is nothing new. Um, but you're going to have to wait a few years before you uh, you have a winning team. So the one team that you are super high on this year, um, and, and I, I know that you've got your sources and your inside information, but that's going to be the Dallas Renegades. Absolutely. Listen, one of the best hires the XFL made this year, one of the, re- one of the reasons you should look at the XFL and go, this place is legit, is the Dallas Renegades head coach, Bob Stoops. This is a guy that mo- a lot of NFL teams went after, and Bob Stoops says, no, I'm wearing my visor at home. I'm retired. And then he joins the XFL Dallas Renegades. So this team here, they're the most rounded team. They're going to go 8-2 this year. They're going to win it all. Barely, barely win it all because there's another team right behind them that I am absolutely obsessed with. That I, They're probably my favorite team. Is but, it the obsession or is it the knowledge of knowing? Like just the, the, you just know. You just know it's going to happen. I just I – mean, I feel like I just know. Because bias is a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, if there's anything I know from this past NFL season, bias is a bitch. Yeah, so the, so the the Dallas Renegades will have the most rounded team, but they'll have the number one defense in the league. Bob Stoops is a defensive guy. Um, and I think that he has a young team, which he's so used to working with young, you know, young people at the University of Oklahoma. He's a national championship coach. I'm excited about him. I think he goes eight and two this year. Dallas Renegades win it all, and that's and the thing is they're not even who I want to win it all. I just have a feeling they're gonna win it all. Okay, so it's just it's the gut feeling, but that's that's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, like, that carries along. You have to have the gut when it comes to being a football fan or just in football. If you don't have the gut, you don't have shit. That's right. Stats are for fucking for 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 fucking pussies. Don't care. But there's no stats right. to look at right now. I mean, right. Like, so you're, you're going well, on the imaginary stats. Yeah, you're going. There, I guarantee you, there's already somebody in a basement that already has like 30 Excel spreadsheets of potential things that could happen. I'm sure he's a virgin named Freddie, but that's beside <laughs> the point. But. The XFL, I'm telling you, is, is where it's at. And Bob Stoops, he made the right decision. 
coming to the XFL instead of the NFL. They're going to go 8-2 this year, number one defense in the XFL. They're going to kill it. Neighboring team, though. All right, so another Texas. So uh, Texas always gets two fucking teams for football. This is true. There, there is never like a doubt in my mind that when the XFL was announced, I knew like, okay, well, Texas automatically gets two teams. The other team, you've got the uh, the Roughnecks out in Houston. Yep. So obviously, they're not going to be as superior, or will they be that second team that you're talking about. No, they're they're not going to be the second team. The Roughnecks are coached by a guy named June Jones, who used to be the head coach of. Atlanta Falcons. Um, so that his he had, name is June. Yeah, his name is June. His last name is Jones, though. That's a good last name to have. Um, he used to be the head coach of Hawaii. Uh, I like June Jones, and I think that he he comes across like um, he hates everybody, which is usually. I mean, he comes across it's like a, good a, sign. a poor man's Bill Belichick. That's what he's. Right. That's what he is. I think they're gonna go six and four this year. They're not gonna be terrible, but they're not gonna be great. Um, but I think that this team, they're not going to have the number one offense. They're not going to have the number one defense. But you're going to see more trick plays out of June Jones than any other XFL team combined. This sounds like my kind of team right here. Yeah. I'm a big, big trick play Hey, guy. you know who the wide receiver is, huh? Who we got? Joe Horn Jr. Really? Yeah. Joe Horn. So, so we're, we're automatically going to be – he automatically has to get a Motorola Razor. Absolutely. When yeah. he gets to there, he has to have the Razor – Tucked away in the end zone. Yeah. Well, a trick play thing, another thing, if you want to, like, talk a little bit about the rules, like, one of the rules, like, that, that are probably going to benefit the Roughnecks the best if they're going to be really utilizing that trick play is going to be that double forward pass, which is one of the rules that I'm, like, obsessed with in this league. So, for those of you that are listening right now that haven't looked into the rules, uh, the double forward pass is going to be okay. So, basically, as long as the, the stays person, behind the line person stays behind the line of scrimmage when he does the pass, then it's acceptable. So, that's going to create just – Amazing momentum, and that just plays into making the game faster too. So, roughnecks, double forward pass team, right? D- most definitely, absolutely. This is the team that's gonna. Um, they're also the team that's going. You know, well, I'll get that in a second. But this is a team that's going to go all out because they know they don't have the most talent on the field, but they are going to uh, make up for it in trickery. And debauchery. I love some good Tom fuckery. Yes. I'm all about it. And Joe Horn Jr., if you're listening, and I doubt you are. Um, he may be, though. Yeah, but he's probably, vis- have he's probably visiting his dad in prison right now. Jeez. But, sorry. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Um, just thank God you don't play for the St. Louis Battlehawks or you can never do a touchdown celebration. You hate the fucking St. Louis Battlehawks, bro. It's so – oh, man, I cannot wait. I'm probably just going to go buy a St. Louis Battlehawks jersey just to wear Dude, around you at all times. If you know anything about my life, though, St. Louis Battlehawks probably win the whole freaking thing. Oh, shit. So, let's see that. So, so Texas is done. Staying in the West, though, uh, going out to L.A. Now, the Wildcats have um, – it's, it's obviously a name that we had to implement – into this league. Yeah, well, here's a, here's an interesting thing, guys. So the XFL, you may not even know this, the XFL tried out all their rules in the state of Mississippi. In Gulfport, Popperville, Mississippi, um, all the JUCO colleges in South Mississippi, their uniforms are identical to the PRCC Wildcats, which sits right now 10 minutes from this where we're recording this video. That's weird. That's beside the point. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I definitely do see yes. the similarity even, there. Even the L.A. logo, instead of L.A., right. we have PR. The PR. Wildcats. It, it kind of looks like a PR. Yeah. Now, Same color. Right there. This is, this is bad radio because you can't see what we're pointing at. 
But there's a, there's a piece. You also can't see that we're not wearing pants as we record this. Don't tell them. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and so, yeah, but dude, that's kind of a slap in the face of the state of Mississippi, too, because, like, hasn't the state of Mississippi, like, been longing? Well, you know what? It's okay because Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin are yeah. here. So yeah, God it. blessed us. You know, yeah. you took our logo, but you gave us Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. I think we won. Yeah, I, I think that the state of Mississippi won big this year. So, for, for all the college football fans out there, you better go ahead and just usher it into Mississippi. So, the, the Wildcats, the thing about them, their coach scares the hell out of me. Never even met the guy before. Who is this man? His name's Winston Moss. He's playing the NFL. Is he Randy's cousin? I doubt it. Oh. He looks like he ate Randy, but I know that can't Oof. be happening because I just saw I Randy on TV that day. Yeah, look <laughs> him up. Just look up Winston Moss. He's terrifying. My prediction for L.A. is an even five and five, but they're going to be the hardest hitting team in the XFL. Not saying that Greg Williams has any influence on them. Not saying that they have a uh, a bounty out there for other XFL teams. But this is a team that when you at the end of the year when you get all the the clips of people getting their helmets knocked off, it's going to be a wildcat hitting them. So. We we definitely got to keep track of all of your of, of these predictions because I'm gonna have to come out with mine once my studying gets a little bit deeper. I'll I, keep you on pace. I want to backtrack to Winston Moss. I'm looking at a photo of him. It looks like he he did some work with Green Bay Packers. Yep. Um. So this guy looks like the dude that was like your uh what you're like your your history teacher and was also a football coach. And, like, every time you were in the lunchroom when you were trying to go get, like, a bologna sandwich, like, he would just stare at you and to the point to where you would just, like, put it down and walk away and then he would take it for himself because he just wanted to intimidate the fuck out of everybody. That's, like, his hobby is intimidation. He could look at me and make me eat a salad. That's how intimidating he is. Those eyes. That, that is the eyes of a natural-born bologna sandwich stealer right there. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Winston Moss, Google him. Google him now. Uh, but the Wildcats themselves, I've been seeing a lot of traction on Twitter. I know that uh, that there's a couple of players that, that have been signed over there. One of one of them coming from LSU, um, I believe, that was actually played for the AAF um, for a while. They call him, call him Kimbo. He's a defensive Kimbo. player. So you got to know him. So he's always just talking about Uncle Kimbo online. So he sound, he Kimbo. sounds dangerous. Yeah, he's a dangerous man. Um, he's also just an, an awesome guy on Twitter. Got to go give him a follow. Anthony Johnson. Um, you can follow him. It's uh, at AXJ76. That's the homie right there. Um, he's going to be just breaking necks. Breaking necks. Season. The hardest hitting team in the XFL. And this and Winston Moss, she, he just looks like the type of guy that he's going to go for three points after every touchdown. Yeah, he's at three points, which brings us to the next rule here. So let, let's go ahead and take a look. Which There's is no my kicks. favorite. Yeah. No kicks. No kick. No no PATs with a kicker. Right? PATs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No point yeah. after touchdown. You can kiss it goodbye. Point after touchdowns are gone. Um, as far as like whenever you score, Ooh, there a touchdown, should be a team in Chicago. They may be successful. They have to depend on a kicker. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they need to do something. So Cody Parkey is probably looking. I don't even think he'll get. He would get signed from the XFL at this. Maybe. Maybe Cody Parker could get a job. Well, there. I mean, they need water too, so you're right. He'd be about a great water too. boy, good H two O guy, and he could probably kick the water bottles to him without having to run on the field. He has a really good slice. He does, so he would definitely make sure that that was hit. Yep. So no kicking anymore after you score a touchdown. Uh, if you decide to convert, it is uh, one point from the two yard line. You two, get 
two points from the five-yard five, line, and, and then you three go for three the from the ten. So, I love this rule. So, Winston Moss, balls of steel, L.A. Wildcats always go in for the three points. Every yeah, touchdown. absolutely. And if the defense gets it back and they run it back, they get the three points. That's right, yeah. And this, this guy, he's a risk taker. You can just tell. If you listen to interviews with him, uh, he has a few on YouTube. Um, he just acts like he don't care too much about what you think about him, which is great because that means he's going to take chances. Amen. So, so Winston Moss, love this. I'm, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on the Wildcats while I'm in, in the transition of picking what team is going to be. I the think they're going three. five and five, but I like the Wildcats. Okay. I like their heart. They're going to play hard. Okay, so right now it's still Renegades on top. Renegades so on top. So we haven't got there yet. All right, so let's go to the New York Guardians. First off, their logo to me is probably the worst in the entire uh, XFL. I mean, I thought it was a kidney stone when I first saw it. I thought it was an Egyptian pharaoh cat. Same thing. But, You're right. I mean, listen, you got the Giants and you got the Jets. I know what Vincent Mann's thinking. It never works out good. Yeah, Vincent Mann's thinking, well, well, listen, let's just follow the trend. Let's give another sucky team to New York. I think the Guardians, um, their, their coach is Kevin Gilbride. Is that his name? Kevin Gilbride? Gilbride. It just sounds like it's, he's, he looks he's like your he looks like your grandpa. Yeah, he used to be uh, he used to work with the Giants, and I think that he Oof. was yeah yeah he I think they just just saw him walking down the street and go hey you want a job and he said yeah because no one really wants to go to New York and coach football um, no especially Adam Gates right now so maybe he'll be the coach of the Guardians next year maybe he will be and I wonder if he'll bring a burner account with him but that wasn't him allegedly <laughs> yeah that came out yeah whatever I think that I think the the New York team the New York Guardians will be uh four and six this year but I think they're going to be the upset specialist I think their specialty is not going to be winning games they should win but winning games they should not win so. okay so, so yeah, and that's kind of like a normal New York trend. Right. Or has been for a while. You know, it sucks that such a great, like, city has such shitty football. And their basketball is not much better. Their sports just are falling apart. Oh, the, the Knicks still play there? I, the, the Knicks are still a basketball team. Oh. Shit, I forgot about yeah. that. Damn. So, yeah, the Knicks are still a basketball team, and the Guardians are the new football team. Hopefully – well, here's the other deal. When you were talking about Vince McMahon, what if his plan is to have the best uh, football team and so no one ever remembers that the NFL even exists anymore in New York and they hmm. just all go to XFL games? Yeah, I mean, if you want to take over the NFL. Where are they playing? Are they playing in East Rutherford? I, you know, I don't know. We need, we need, we need to look that up. This. We'll, we'll, have this, we'll have this information for you guys. And you can ask about it, too, at Other League Pod and any other questions that you have as well. So you guys know to hit us up there. But, yeah, I don't really think there's any, anything else to say about the Guardians of right now unless angry New York Guardians fans come at us. Yeah, let's, and, get, uh, off the, let's get off New York. I'm falling yeah, asleep. Away. Uh, this is probably my favorite team coming up right here just because of the logo itself. Haven't really looked into a whole lot, but I know that, that Must be have, Seattle. Yes. Seattle Dragons. The, the, the dragon itself is just a, a mascot that has been lacking in major sports for years. Well, Seattle's the Emerald City, so the colors make sense. Follow the yellow brick road. That's yep. where Dorothy should have went, was Seattle. That's what happened. She got in the time war and went to Seattle. But instead of the Wizard of Oz, you're going to the Wizard of Lost. It's, it's not – Jim Zorn is the head coach of Seattle. He, he sounds like a wizard. He, he – well, no, because Wizards would actually win. He was the head coach of the Redskins for a while. Zorn. Remember him? Exactly. 
No one remembers him. He used to be the quarterback of the Seahawks a long time ago. I like Jim Zorn as a human being. He's a great guy, good Christian man. Um, but I don't see any – I mean, really, the logo is the best part about it this is. team. But I mean, And their jerseys are pretty fire. Their jerseys are awesome. But they're not the most fire jerseys in the league. I think this is going to be the most – If let's just say this. If Andy Dalton and Eli Manning made love like and created a baby – that was a football team. Don't like where this is going. Seattle Dragons. Most even killed. How can you do this to such an amazing mascot? So it's just like, again, like the mystical creature mascots get shit on no matter what league that they're in. Yeah. This is terrible. It's terrible. Listen. This is a conspiracy. Listen, I'll be in Seattle during one of these games. I would love to go see a successful Seattle team beat um, I don't know who they're playing on there. St. Louis, I know, obviously a great game. That'll they'll beat them. Yes, <laughs> hands yeah. down. Right. If, if half their team has the flu, they're beating the Battle Hawks. Um, I, I mean, what is a Battle Hawk anyway? I don't. know. It's just like a hawk that like uh, no one likes, and it's really big into like um, like cosplay, and so it, wants to, actually, it just wants to fight people. That's actually brilliant and a, a perfect description. <laughs> Just I, nerd I don't know. Bird. The bird birds. The battle hawks were definitely homeschooled. Like you could tell. Oh, dude, St. Louis fans are gonna hate us. <laughs> I love it. Man, I love St. Louis as a place. It's so clean. I've never. I've we live in New Orleans. St. Louis. Yeah, we, we live in New Orleans. Orleans we smell like, our streets smell like piss and beer. Right. Piss and vomit, boys. Um. But yeah, Seattle's not going to be a good team this year. I think there's going to be something built up to. I'm predicting for Seattle. Drum roll in your mind. That don't work. Four and six. Most even kill team. They're not going to be absolute failures, but they're not going to be super successful. And I hate it because I want Seattle to do good. I like Seattle. All right. So, so there. So, I'm going to go ahead and move my attention away then. And I'm going to make, I'm going to go ahead and cancel the Dragons. Okay. And I'm just going to go with the next best thing as far as the mascot, the jerseys, because both of them hit together. And this is probably the team that I'm going to be fucking with the most. And that is the Tampa Bay Vipers. Truth be told, Tampa Bay is my team. I love this team. Has nothing to do with the colors. Has nothing to do with the location. Even though my personal hero. A lot of strip clubs in Tampa Bay. Really? Yes. Yeah, I don't go to strip clubs. Big strip club Tampa. Um, But Tampa Bay, I think, has the ingredients to win it all. I don't think they will this first year. I think the Renegades are going to take it this year. But Tampa Bay has Mark Trestman. Now, Mark Trestman used to be the head coach. He's defined in the United States by his um, his time in Chicago. But he shouldn't be defined by that. He's an ultra-successful offensive coordinator. Remember the 49ers in 94, 95, 96? Yes. He was the offensive coordinator. Remember uh, the Baltimore Ravens in 2015-16? He's the offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator for Steve Young, Vinny Testaferti, uh, Bernie Kosar, which some of you may never heard of these people, but these are all outstanding quarterbacks. The, the, in the CFL, he won the, the Grey Cup in Toronto, which is the CFL's equivalent to the Super Bowl. This dude is amazing. He sounds – he's actually a lawyer in real life. Do you know that? That's great. Yeah, he yeah. definitely looks like a lawyer. I'm looking at him right now. He's got the hairline of a lawyer. He does. That is game time. The glad, the spectacles on this man. Here's the only downfall that I see um, about Mark Trestman. Okay. Is um, he graduated from St. Louis Park High School. So he's got St. Louis in him. But it's St. Louis <clears throat> and Minnesota, though. 
Okay, so he's born in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Went to, oh, so St. Louis, Minnesota. Yeah. See, I think very close to getting it twisted. Think. Yeah, he, he's a Minnesota boy. Verify he's definitely a Minnesota that. boy, but he had a thirteen and nine record in the NFL, and then he had a sixty eight and forty record in the CFL. So, I mean, if we're gonna relate and and go into hand in hand of like the the concoction, the mixing of what this league is, his CFL record probably has a lot more weight. Yeah, he's a great. First of all, I don't think there's a better man as far as a human being as the coach in the XFL. This dude's awesome. He has a book out you can buy it on Amazon for super cheap called Perseverance. It's an amazing book about his leadership. Um, I think that just looking at what he did in the CFL, just forget about Chicago. Chicago. Shottown down. Yeah. Chicago was a failure. Um, It was like Matt Nagy in 2019. Um, But this dude's a great coach. And here's what else is great about the Tampa Bay Vipers. So you have one of the best head coaches in the CFL, Mark Trestman. And when he came to the CFL, uh, the XFL, he hired one of the best defensive coordinators in the CFL, a guy by the name of Jerry Glanville, former head coach of the Houston Oilers, former head coach of Atlanta Falcons, one of the most colorful, awesome guys. Uh, he's an old head. He's an old head. He's like 70-something years old, but he can still go. And so I think with the, this – Combine one of the great offensive minds of our generation with one of the best defensive minds in our generation in a town that apparently has a lot of strip clubs. Yes. I think you're going to have a seven and three team. And here, I want them to win. I want them to be ten and zero. I want them to run the gambit here. So I'm this a, is your bias team. This is my bias. I'm a viper boy. You viper boy. I'm a viper. We boy. We go straight to the Chrysler dealership and get vipers. There's tomorrow. not even. There's not enough snake teams in the world. So this there really is, isn't. That's another. It's, I guess you can call a snake almost a dragon. Th- yeah. This is dragon without light. the fire. This is dragon light. It's. It's without the fire, but with success. And and, pro, and vipers are definitely faster than dragons. Yes, and they could eat a battle hawk. They could. They could <laughs> definitely eat an bird could. playing playing uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, they could do that. 100%. Yeah. So they're yeah. bloggers. Battle hawks are. Right. So <laughs> I, I love I love the vipers. I want to see them just run the gambit. I want to see them go undefeated. Um, I tell you what, we need to go to the Tampa Bay game. We do. My treat. I'll All right, bring it so, to Tampa Bay. So even though we are an XFL League podcast, we are a low-key Tampa Bay Vipers podcast. I'm not even low-key about it. Okay, we're well, very high-key. Yeah, I love Tampa Bay. I love Mark Trestman, Jerry Glanville. I'm going to have a little less bias. I'm going to be more – because i got to be the fantasy boy. Yeah. Well, so, it, even us out, you should become a St. Louis Battlehawks fan. I, I can't do that. I can't go that far. I know. I, I wouldn't put yeah. – uh, as a friend, I wouldn't no. let you do that. I've still got to figure out Blue's Clues with it. Um, last team we'll discuss before we roll out for you guys uh, is going to be the D.C. Defenders. Hey, so here's my prediction on them, Chase. Okay. Pep Hamilton is the head coach. Um, also, speaking of that show, All or Nothing, he was on the college version of that. He was the offensive coordinator for Michigan. Um, but then he re- woke up one day and realized that Jim Harbaugh is a freaking psycho. Very true. Yeah, so he – you know Jim Harbaugh said that you shouldn't eat chicken because chicken's a nervous bird. Yeah, he did say that. So he's no. a big state guy. Um, That's your new head coach next year, St. Louis Battlehawks. It's got to be. I'll lay off on them for a while. But Pep <laughs> Hamilton. They're crying right now. They're crying. They're, it's the eagle cry or the hawk cry, whatever they said. Um, <laughs> Pep Hamilton is a, is a good coach. Um, but I don't think they're going to be ultra successful this year. 
they're 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 they got a quarterback from Ohio State who makes Cam Newton look like um, Doug Flutie. Ooh, a big guy! Holy shit! Um, I think that DC will go six and four. But here's what I think about Pep Hamilton. If you look at his offenses when he was with the Colts, when he was with um, Michigan Wolverines, he is all about rushing. All right. So this league is a pass happy league, and it, and it really encourages passing, as it should. So I think that they're going to have the best running game in the XFL by far because Pep Hamilton really believes um, that he's you, a rebel. He is a rebel. Yeah. So he, yeah. I think that. I think that they're going to have the best rushing uh, team, best best rushing team in the league. But I think they could surprise you. I think they could be up there in that Tampa Bay Viper area, um, and even Dallas Renegades area. The one thing about this team that upsets me that is kind of has nothing to do with football is the fact that they the DC a DC team wasted um, another opportunity to be called the the Libertarians. Just because, Ooh, yeah. Just because, like, are they could be called like you know the the fathers, you know, just right. do something. The just DC like, impeachments, yeah. The impeachments. You could be like uh, the, the DC to the tax brigade. Uh, anything, oh, yeah. anything that had to do with politics, because like you had the nationals, but it's like, yo, like where's like the colonials? Where's like the the Washingtons? Why don't you just be the Washington DC Washingtons? Oh, I mean, I like George that. would like that, or the Georges. You know, there, there's so many different names. The one thing I do like, though, it looks like they're playing on Audi Field. So they're playing on a yeah, soccer, soccer field. field. A Great. lot of running happens on soccer fields. That's true. So running team, your running team take makes a lot of sense now. Right. So they're going to be doing a lot of running probably. I'm going to go ahead and back that up 100%. Um, and also another thing for, for those of you listening to this that listen to the podcast, part of my take, PFT Commenter was seen trying out to be a kicker for – the DC defenders because he is from Washington DC, so that's like his like hometown, and that would be a really cool thing. It'd be huge for that team, and I think that that would immediately make that team. Um, and here's the great thing about being a kicker in the XFL: you don't have to be that good because they don't use you that much. Right, there really is hardly no kick, and we've already pretty much discussed what happens for your PAT for so the point after touchdown. Uh, that can be one, you know one, two, or three. We've already pretty much discussed, well, the kickoff itself is going to be a little bit different. I know that whenever we start the game off, you're going to have, I think it's the home team is going to be on the 30, opposing team Mm -hmm. on the 35. That's going to allow less, you know, collision. Um, You're not going to have to worry too much about injuries, head injuries. So they thought that out. Oliver Luck did a good job with his study groups on that. And it's just going to allow for a lot more action. So it's just that, that that's what's great. Like they found a balance to be safe and have action at the same time, but we don't really know until we see it because we might see chops get blocked. This and is true. That's going to be even more better to see, and the uh, the whole aspect of fantasy is going to be great. The betting aspect is going to be a huge thing too. Mm-hmm. That's see, and I feel like the XFL could really capitalize now with sports betting be, becoming like a norm now, and it's getting legal everywhere. That's going to be something that should play a huge part in the XFL. And that's why I wish that the XFL, they had some great hires, but I wish they would have hired Charlie Ebersol, who was the founder of the AAF. Uh, it folded not because of him. It's because of a guy allegedly folded because of Tom Dundon. But, I heard that. But heard a lot of articles. Charlie Ebersol, um, he's very innovative. He's very creative. 
and he was working towards something, uh, an app that would do live in-bet gaming, all the stuff. I think that the XFL would really benefit from hiring somebody like the him. The technical side, for sure. The technical side, yeah. Keep him by the football side because that's not his forte. Vince McMahon's not even in the football side. He is, he is hands-off on this. He's giving it over to Oliver Luck. Great, great hire. The best hire they made this year was Oliver Luck. But I think they should incorporate some people. Because AAF did a lot of things right. Charlie Ebersol led the, the the you know, led the way with that. So, um, but yeah, when they start doing fantasy and gaming, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I just wish that Charlie was involved. And that's just a sad friend. It, it could it could happen. We and who knows? We we may have to get him. We may have to get Charlie on. We need to get to Charlie on. It. We're gonna get a lot of guests on. We're gonna have a lot more in store, guys. This has been our first episode. It's been incredible. Um, we're gonna have a lot more to come. Please follow us on Twitter at Other League Pod. Give us your ideas. Tell us what you thought about the show. Um, where 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 can we follow you at again, Danny? It is Captain. XFL. He is the captain of the XFL, especially Captain Mike of the microphone. Mike microphone captain. Yes. XFL captain. Yeah. Captain XFL. Solid still sex appeal. That's me. Hey, can I give them a question that they can answer and then we can talk about it next week? Let's do it. Who should the XFL? And we had great hires, obviously. You know, Bob Stoops, Oliver Luck, uh, Pat McAfee. Beautiful. Great. That was the best hire that they had. Probably so. Who do you wish the XFL would have hired. Doesn't have to be a football coach or football player. It can be a personality. I want to hear from you. Let us know, and you can let us know at Other League Pod. Also, you can follow me at Garage Guy Chase on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere that there is to follow me. You can follow me there. You can check me out uh, two times a week on the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, crazy. Getting ready for XFL. A lot more to come. We'll be back next week. And St. Louis, just so you know. I really do love you, and I'm pulling for you. Does that sound genuine? No. Oh, shoot. That's the best way to end the episode, though, because we're, because we, we're not St. Louis boys. Nope. Sorry, St. Louis. All right, this has been the Other League Pod. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye.